Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world. One thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. How to avoid burnout. I got a call from someone I'd actually call a friend actually now. Yeah, I'd say their friend who basically said, you got to do a podcast on burnout, how to deal with this, because I think I might be burning out. (laughs) And I thought, all right, I'll do it. So here it is. How to avoid burnout. What is burnout? You know, this is something that people sometimes use this word frequently. They say they're burnt out without recognising that. Are they really burnt out? You know, are they? So what is burnout? Burnout is when you have workplace stress and you haven't managed the stress. The stress is not managed by you, your manager, by the workplace. It's not managed well. And you're overloaded. It's when you have an emotional and mental discord towards work, which is perpetuated by a really intense, full growing negativity that just seems to just take over your life. You know, you meet those people at work and they've, they have, it's full on and there's no joy. There's no joy in the work. You might be experiencing this. There's no joy in working anymore. You find every reason to absolutely hate what you're doing. And everything feels extra hard. And you're really, 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 really unhappy. It's the lack of energy. You're not really able to... um, You're just not able to find the energy to do your job. It's really hard. You can't do your job because you've got no energy to do your job. This is when your professional desire to do and progress just disappears. And you just don't know where it is. And I hear this a lot, actually, from clients who say to me, I just don't know where it was. I started this job and it was really, really great. And now it's crap. Now I feel like, now I feel shit. (laughs) I don't like it anymore. And I don't know what happened and they can't figure out any one thing. It's a mixture of many things. But ultimately, they have no energy. They have no job satisfaction. And they see everything that they're doing as wrong. They're getting it wrong. Particularly if if we're talking about perfectionism. Perfectionists, when they experience burnout, can really take that inwardly and see the problem as being them. And that they're failing. And once we start seeing ourselves as failing and that we're a failure, we can't perform to high energy because you're constantly giving yourself this low energy, which um, is negative. So you'll notice somebody suffering from burnout when the negativity is high, 
they become very cynical about what they're doing, about the job. They got no, they got no interest in it. So it, if it starts like this, so first of all, so there's five stages, right? And the first stage is that everything's great. You start the job, the project, whatever it is, and you're committed. You're driven. You got this high energy, this tempo, which is just wonderful. You know, you are creative, you're productive, you are doing all the things and you feel great and the job feels wonderful. And, you know, you're open to taking on new tasks and new responsibilities and you are flying high. Brilliant. Taking it on, you're dealing with it. Your optimism is high. This is stage one. But then stage two, this is when the stress begins. This is at the beginning stage when the stress starts and in the second stage you you probably become aware that the days are getting harder they're longer they're difficult way more difficult than when you first started and you just don't know where to go it's like what is happening here this is when you become quite anxious the perceived threat you don't know what's going to happen you don't know how you're going to handle it you know you start second guessing yourself and avoiding just avoiding any kind of decision making or any kind of commitment you just can't do it because you're not you're not comfortable with your abilities and you start following through with not treating yourself well so your eating style goes out the window you become more tired and you just feel like your brain is a sieve like you just can't hold on to and retain information. So then you're beating yourself up. And then while you're beating yourself up because you can't remember, and you can't retain information and you're tired and you haven't eaten very well, then comes you neglecting your own personal needs. And that is when you really start to notice that you're not taking care of yourself. You're not doing the general self-care. You might be doing it mildly, but not, not fully. And you start to feel the symptoms of your body responding pain you might feel heartbeat is racing your head starts to hurt your tummy starts to hurt you twisting ibs going on in your stomach it's twisting around and you just can't manage and then sleep you can't sleep because you're fatigued and you're tired but you can't sleep and then you stop socializing and then your work output is completely lowered you can't perform and you notice that you're not doing the job really, really well. Now, that is when that's the second stage. You're, you're, you're getting there, you know, probably more classed as brownout just before you get to burnout, where everything is just becoming too much. But you haven't admitted it. <laughs> you don't admit to yourself that things are difficult. You keep plowing forward because you believe that it's on you. So you don't acknowledge what's happening, you ignore what's happening and you keep doing and then you become a human doing as opposed to a human being. So you just keep trying to do and fight through the fact that you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well, you ha you've got a banging headache, your stomach is twisting and doing all kinds of weird stuff, you're anxious about everything, you're second guessing, you can't make a decision, you can't and do... And going through all of that denial, the stress just increases. And it becomes chronic. The, st the stress becomes chronic st stress. This is the third stage, you know. This is when your stress levels go from high energy to low motivation to just stress. 
on frequent levels all the time and your symptoms become more intense and that's when you will notice some behavioural changes. You might start to feel more angry, aggressive. Your behaviours might become snappy. You might even be snap, um, passive aggressive and snappy in your approach or, you know, like like you don't care. Like, I've just got no feelings. You know, just, you know, apathy. You just, just, uh, I can't be bothered. Then comes the exhaustion. And the exhaustion just helps you become more cynical because you have no energy. you got no desire to do anything. Even with your own relationships, it's just really low. You're not participating in your hobbies. And you find it really hard to meet deadlines. And all you can think about is the possibility of the perceived threat. And this is where you might experience panic attacks or anxiety attacks because there's a constant pressure and the pressure is telling you that you're out of control and that feeling of feeling out of control leads you to snap and be aggressive inwardly towards yourself and outwardly towards others and you might even try to um, self-medicate yourself from the feeling of burnout by increasing your alcohol intake in order to help you sleep or drugs to make you feel better you know, you might excessively even try to exercise and just hurt your body because you just can't, you just can't cope. Then because you're tired and you're drinking a lot to go to sleep, you then start indulging in caffeine on a really high level. Now, I'm not a person who thinks caffeine is a bad thing. I quite like a coffee. But you only need one. You only need one in the morning. You don't need them throughout the day. Oh my God, you start having coffee throughout the day, that stuff stays in your body, it starts ruining your sleep. You don't need it throughout the day. One, once you're eating well and you're drinking enough water, you don't need caffeine to rely on to keep you awake. But when we're in this chronic stage of um, the chronic stress, this, this we're, leading in, we're, we're going towards burnout, you'll rely on caffeine to keep you awake and alive. When all the while you're just so tired. And then you don't believe in your ability to perform well. So you're, you're already second-guessing yourself from the second stage. You're in the third stage. You aren't so much second-guessing yourself. You're procrastinating now. Because you don't know if you can do the job well. So you would prefer not to do it at all. <laughs> so you'll have deadlines upon deadlines and procrastinate. Because you're in fear of getting it all wrong. You'll just be restless. And your your cynicism will grow and the resentfulness will impact you because you'll just have this negative output and people in your workplace will probably want to stay away from you. I've seen this where somebody is they're experiencing burnout, but they come across as being quite horrid in their behaviour. So they can be misunderstood as being a really horrible person when actually they're just actually suffering from burnout. They're not able to regulate their emotions. So you might even escape. Escape into something else. Again, that comes with the alcohol or drug taking or promiscuity or complete and utter avoidance of what it is that you've got to do. This is when you know it's getting really bad. But you're still in denial. You you won't accept that this is what's happening. You're, you're going to 
keep fighting through. This is um, when you uh, really get into that place where you... It's like, what's the point in stopping? You've got to keep going. But actually, you're going at your expense and you feel crap, but you won't admit that. So here comes stage number four. This is when you you are walking right into burnout. <laughs> and this is when the symptoms are critical. And you can't continue as normal. You can't do. You actually can't. It is so difficult to cope. You can't manage. You can't notice when you can't manage. You just haven't accepted it. Everything becomes impossible. The most simple things become so impossible. Because your tolerance is just low. This is low frustration tolerance. This is when you just you have no ability to, to raise your tolerance because... You're so cynical right now. You're so negative right now. You feel so frustrated inward and outward. And you just don't know where to go. And um, this is when you need help. Well, you needed help in the first the first few stages. But you didn't recognise it then. Because now your behaviour has changed completely. And the pain in your head and your stomach is causing you to take paracetamol or ibuprofen and you're relying on IBS medication you are neglecting yourself you look in the mirror your skin probably doesn't look great probably not able to manage your hair your hair might even be falling out at this stage and you just want to leave you want to leave you want to drop out of society you want to say goodbye I am not a part of this anymore you might even have suicide ideation at this point believing that things are better if you're not there um, and you just don't want to be engaging with anybody because ultimately you feel that you failed. And that feeling of failure, the need to escape that feeling mentally and emotionally, the emptiness inside, you might become so preoccupied with all the problems that you're having to deal with at work. You might even obsess over them overly and then become more cynical and negative and optimism is just you don't even know what optimism means anymore because you're living in the state of being pessimistic about everything doubting yourself fearing that people think that you're an imposter oh my gosh imposter syndrome during burnout very common because you're just going to doubt yourself and the more you doubt yourself the, the less you're going to want to be around other people it's a really serious thing and then you hit the bottom. That's when it's just constant. You know, your life now is a whirlwind of procrastination, physical pain, headaches, worry, anxiety, depression. Depression hits. You know, so when somebody presents with burnout, they often present as being anxious and depressed. When the problem is burnout and burnout has the symptoms of depression and anxiety because you can't sleep, you fear going to sleep because you're probably ruminating about all the things that you can't do at work. And because you're ruminating, ruminating about that on a constant level, you have this physical pain in your body stopping you from sleeping and you just can't figure it out. So depression just sets in and you just feel that everything is gone. You don't even feel like yourself. 
you know, you feel like a shell of who you once were, wondering, how did you get here when you used to love what you did? It was wonderful at one stage. Why are you here now? That's because you didn't regulate and you didn't recognise how you were feeling. But it's never too late. So, as you noticed, I probably have mentioned before, you have probably been avoiding the fact that you've been feeling the way that you've been feeling. Now, that is always the case with burnout. You never recognise it. So, once you get to the burnout point, or you are getting there, you have to recognise the signs. So, these are all the signs that I've given you. You've got to recognise those signs. So if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, am I suffering burnout? And you might think, oh, some of those things relate to me. Some of those things don't. I can see it in the person that I'm living with. I can notice that this is where they are because often people just don't notice that they're there. So recognising the signs is really important. This is when you have to find like what got you there. And it's difficult to understand what the source is. This is, this is the point where you have to get really up close and personal with what is happening to you recognizing that you're only human you can make mistakes and it's okay because you can get through it ultimately you can by identifying any of these points that are happening in your life that's you taking the first step and you're saying to yourself right now i need to sort this out because burnout just leaves you in that fight flight freeze scenario of fearing the unknown you're not sure what's going to happen and you don't feel like you're in control So in order to regain some kind of control, you need some space. Oh my gosh, yeah. You need space. So you need to just take some time off. You need to take some time off. And during that time, it's not time for you to focus and ruminate about how badly you've performed. It's now time to start getting up close and personal with your self-compassion and your self-care. So that you're taking control. This is you taking control. Being able to say to yourself, well, I need a break. I need a break. I'm going to take a few days off. And first thing I'm going to do is um, start getting myself ready to get some sleep. Look at your diet. Look at what you're eating. High, high sugar, salt foods are going to make you feel really bad. Loads of caffeine isn't going to help. Lots of alcohol, not going to help. Drug use, not going to help. So you have to do the process of elimination. Start eliminating all the things that don't help so that you can start getting back to yourself. Now, this is when you're going to have to go cold turkey. So during that point when you're going cold turkey from caffeine and alcohol, probably going to also feel a bit worse. So you need to get yourself into a rhythm of support. So you need to speak to people, close people around you. Let them know how you're feeling. Maybe you need to seek some kind of professional help in order to support you. In fact, I would say, yeah, burnout, you need support. Be that with a support group of some kind, some well-being support, where you can learn how to be mindful, you can learn how to support yourself, you can learn about taking care of yourself, you can get into mindfulness, and you can get into a healthy exercise routine. So you're getting back to basics, okay? You're not trying to force work-life balance but you're trying to find some kind of equilibrium some kind of harmony in what you're doing and how you are going to go back into the workplace so you're not going to walk in and be overwhelmed again 
recognizing that your tolerance has um, been triggered and you now need to support yourself to understand how can I raise my tolerance? How can I get from low frustration tolerance to high frustration tolerance? How can I manage the situation, you know, where I can actually make a decision and deal with it, not see myself as a failure, not see myself as failing? I mean, failure is not final, but it's a part of life. And accepting yourself as a human being is one that will make mistakes. Another thing I say to my clients when they are suffering from depression, anxiety and burnout. You have to make time to laugh. I know it sounds so weird, but you do. In your day, you have to have at least half an hour of laughing time. Now, I don't mean you're going to sit there, look in the mirror and just laugh. (laughs) I'm not here to, you know, trigger some other kind of mental health problem. Put a comedy on. Something which gets you in the moment. Mindfulness is such a big word, you know. Small, it's big, it's simple. You can do the whole mindfulness practice where you actually sit quietly. Or you can start being present in simple things. So something passive that allows you to sit through and allow it to happen. Comedies are great like that. So put your favourite comedy on and allow yourself to be completely involved in that in that comedy get yourself to laugh my favorite go-to particularly when days have been tough Brooklyn Nine-Nine god I love that show it's so funny I can put any episode on and just be laughing because it's just so ridiculous it's about 20-25 minutes that and Modern Family gosh put it on just watch it for half an hour Allow yourself just to watch it without looking at your phone, without touching anything else, without ruminating. Just get into it. Allow yourself to laugh. Make that be a priority in your day. A bit like how you're going to look after yourself, because now you're going to you're going to regain control over your um, your self care. And I've got a podcast on self compassion. So to understand self-compassion, you really listen to it. You can start being compassionate to yourself. Watching a comedy, ask compassion. You're giving yourself time to, to have a laugh. <laughs> Laughter is important. Life is not, not, it's not just about working hard and finding everything difficult. We laugh, we, we're human. That's a part of living. So being able to have points in your day where you can actually laugh. I, I start my mornings and... Um, I do various things. Laughter is a part of my morning. Whether it's I'm getting out of bed, I'm having a good old stretch, and I'm, something might pop into my mind and it might make me smile. Sometimes I'll play my Maya app, brilliant app. You go and seek resources that support you. Maya app is brilliant. And there's a load of um, meditative um, dance, trance beats on there, which can get you feeling awake sometimes we say mindfulness and we think it's very sedate and calm this is actually pretty upbeat it really gets you gets you going i i take my um my um sound bar thingy magic into the bathroom and while i'm in the shower i've got it on i've got maya going on or i've got some kind of music which gets me moving because this is when you're taking control of your state you're managing how you feel you're managing what you do because you're enhancing your experience it's about your experience so the laughter is so important and then organize some free time some time where you know put it in your calendar 
some time where you can just sit and eat, eat mindfully. And I say eat mindfully, set your meal out, put it on the plate, make it look pretty, feed yourself, you know, and enjoy feeding yourself. You be mindful when you're cooking, mindful when you're preparing the meal, mindful when you're eating. So you're just focusing on these really simple things. Because the whole point is that you're going to build yourself up so you can get back into the workplace and manage things one step at a time. Really important. Now, if you can't take that actual time off and you get a weekend coming, that's when you start. You start on your weekend. You start doing these things on your weekend. Once you get into this practice, you'll start noticing that. Where's your passion for something? Where's your hobby gone? Where's where's the fun and joy in your relationships with people? Start connecting. By being able to get back to yourself and looking after yourself and being able to express the joy from within, you'll be able to interact with people joyously. And um, you'll be able to connect with them when you don't feel joyous as well. But that's a part of the human experience. We have good times, we have bad times. We self-regulate throughout those times, allowing ourselves to be human. Because that's what you are. Burnout is when you just don't feel like a human being anymore. So it's really important to get yourself back to basics. Back to basics. Majorly important for you to support yourself through this part of coping with the burnout so that you're not this electrified stress panic driven anxiety fueled person who cannot relax who's constantly sustaining themselves on the anxiety and the panic used by using caffeine and high sugar foods and carbohydrates to um perpetuate that feeling of burnout you can cope all right that's the thing you can cope you're stronger than you think you are burnout is is like you know is lying to you telling you that you can't cope no you need some rest and you need to get back to basics and you can do it not easy but once you get through you'll realize just how worth it it is i worked in a school and um, one of the management staff, she would say, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> it's so true. It's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. Because the recognition of who you are, once you get back to your basics of who you are, that's so enriching. You will feel full and engaged back into your life when you're pursuing your passion. So, how to avoid burnout. There you go. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. I practice at the Priory and privately. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Thank you for listening. Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world. One thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast.